0: It's the lowdown on sports 1440 brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick new name. It's same great team on corner of 184 street and Stony Plain road. Wolf GMC Buick.com. So how to Doug today. When you drop by, check everything out. Edmonton Oilers one big game, the winter classic, they move ahead of Calgary clean. And we're going to talk about that. There's a lot going on with this organization and they need some things to come into view. I think Stuart Skinner is grabbing the number one job again. He's played well the last two games. We'll see Jack Campbell, of course, available. And right now, though, I think Skinner will will be the starter for a time. Defensively, I think Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece have been good all year uh, and are reliable. I think Matthias Ekholm and Bouchard are good. Ekholm not quite where he was a year ago. And Kulak and whomever, Broberg or uh, DeHarnay are rock solid. I like the defense, and I like the goaltending right now. The top two lines are absolute fire. I ran the numbers. I didn't run the numbers. I wrote the numbers down. People, I, I, I don't like it when people say they research and they just looked it up, so I want to be clear here. I looked up the numbers, and Drysaddle, McDavid, and Fogel played 946 at 5-on-5 five five last night. And they had six high-danger chances, four and one against. You think that's good. Nuge, Kane, and Hyman, the second line, scored twice, no goals against, 83% shot share, and 8-0 in high-danger scoring chances. Just had a gentleman walk by, wave at me, and give me a thumbs up. Probably for my hoodie. That's really good. Those two lines are killer. Awesome. McLeod, Holloway, and Brown had no shots and no high dangers. That's the problem. McLeod, Ernie, and Ryan, a little better, 67% shot share, 1-0 in terms of high dangers. Got to get better. The third and fourth lines have to get better, and that's a key. Puckpedia tweeting out. I'm going to tweet it out now, unless I did before. No, I didn't. Okay. They call it repost now. I don't change my words when they change, so it'll be, it'll be tweeting it out or retweeting it forever in this brain. Parkpedia is saying with two more games played, Connor Brown will earn three point two two five million dollar performance bonus. Edmonton currently a three hundred and eighty three thousand projected cap space. Assuming no roster moves for the rest of the year, they would incur a two point eight four million dollar bonus overage on the cap charge next season, and that's a lot of what the perceived increase is. This is costing them. But here's what I will say to you. I, I believe that if you are a man of your word, that you acknowledge what you said at the time, even if it doesn't look good later on. When, when Ken Holland got Ken, Connor Brown onto the roster and the way he got it on, I thought it was a very astute move, even inspired they didn't have Kyler Yamamoto. They couldn't afford him. They needed a right winger who could step in and be a plug-and-play. Connor Brown isn't that now. However, he's getting better. He's, he's you know, his, the outscoring is good. You're seeing him move better. You're seeing him turn over pucks. You're seeing him be part of plays. The play doesn't die in a stick all the time. Now, he needs to get better. I think we all understand that. But... For, for all intents and purposes, what the orders really need is for Connor Brown to be firing on all eight cylinders. I think he's an eight, right, a V8? All eight okay. cylinders by playoff okay. time, and okay. I think they will. So valuing the contract now and putting a spin on it like this sucks. Okay, I get it. But if you go back and look at the moment that it occurred, Ken Holland made, I think, an astute move. I said it at the time, and I will, I will continue to say it because it isn't about just now; it's about later too. People on Sam Gagne up here. Well, maybe. Are you certainly playing well enough? That that. There's about five guys, Borgo, Gagne, Peterson, Lavoie, and who did I forget? Mr. Some, somebody. There's five guys, Gagne, Hamlin, Hamlin. They're all playing really well. Good good hockey club and good hockey down there. I don't I think it's like 45 bucks to rent it to not to rent it but to buy the AHL.com. Not by it, but by your portion of it. Those tats, stats are telling. They tell me Calgary sucks more than Evan is good. That's what I've been saying. You love that effort. You love that victory. You love the way they played. Now let's do it against Dallas. Little different animal than the Calgary Flames. You know, wouldn't it be wild if Vancouver made the playoffs and both Alberta teams missed? And you're like Al, that won't happen. Well, read about the 69-70 Montreal Canadiens. I I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Oilers will make the playoffs, and I picked them to win Stanley. However, they've started poorly, and two five and one is five points in eight games. They need to go six wins and three losses in the next. Nine or six, three, one in the last in the next ten, and then I think everybody can kind of exhale and relax a little bit. Were you yawning just now?
1: I was not. No, no yawns, no yawns over here. No sounds at all, actually. So don't know what to tell you. Doesn't make for doesn't make for a great conversation piece. But I was I was a steel trap over here. Yeah, we'll see.
0: I'm gonna get a camera on you. The cameras are faced the wrong way. Should be on you.
1: There's one on me. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Camera three.
0: Okay, I need a I need a monitor mm, so I can okay. see what you're doing. We can make that happen. I think you're calling your bookie every once in a while too. I feel like the Ernie signing was a knee-jerk reaction to Gagne not being ready and Sutter retiring. Not sure it needed to happen. I, I think Raphael Lavois should be here. And you can say, well, he's only playing three and a half minutes, Ernie, last night. Well, that's fine. But the Oilers can't keep playing their top guys. They have to have four lines. They just do. And they've got enough, they've got enough space and they've got enough players if everybody's healthy to do it. You need these guys, the, the McDavids and the Nujes and the Leons, to not have to play that much every game. Because they're going to have a hell of a game against Dallas. Way too early to judge anyone or anything about this team. I don't know. I, I think I think the coach is, is under a little bit of pressure. That was the listeners yawning. <laughs> you're not paying Brown for games 1 through 15. You're paying for games 60 to 82. Yeah. Tide, would you make any changes in the lineup by Thursday? Coach Mike, I would. I would, I would work on the third and fourth lines. I would call up Raphael Lavoie, and I would make... Ryan McLeod, my third line center, and Dylan Holloway, my fourth line center, and I would run Connor Brown and Raphael Lavoie on the third line, and I'd run Matthias Janmark and Derek Ryan on the fourth line, and that's what I'd do. That's not what's going to happen, but that's what I'd do. They have Dylan Holloway is not scoring goals, so if he's not scoring goals, you have to use what he's good at. Well, he's fast. He can forecheck. So put him at center. On a fourth line with two veterans. He's the guy who's gonna be rambunctious and do all the hard work skating wise. And then Ryan and Yanmark can use their their you know, veteran savvy. That's what I would do. It's nice that we have positive outlook, low tide back. I didn't like negative low tide. I was I was here's the thing there's two ways to look at hockey. The the underlying numbers, the the fancy stats, the shot share, the expected goals, they've all been relatively good for the owners. But there's also another way, and it goes like this. I've been saying this for at least 15 years. Single events in any game and any sport can be vitally important to the outcome of the game while also being single events. So you have the, the mass number of shots for and shots against or shots attempted for and chops attempted against. But you also have sh- moments in games where you have to perform, where you have to get the puck out, where you can't put it over the glass, where you can't give it away accidentally, where you can't blow a shoe. And the owners have been awful at the very, very important job of single events in the first seven games. Last night they were not. Ernie had three, played 3 minutes but had more hits than Holloway. Emma Cloud from Randy. Yeah. You know, hits don't count in the standings. Skinner needs to stop play, playing the puck. Uh, you know, the 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 goals. A guy. Remember, there was a guy who played for the Leafs and then the Oakland Seals and then Vancouver and on and on and on and on. Gary Smith was his name, and he'd roam out to the the center ice line. I remember my grandma yelling at him, "Get back in the net!" Um. Not at the game, but on the TV that was in Maidstone, Saskatchewan, and the goaltender can help you and help himself, but it doesn't always work. I'd like to have an active goalie back there. Low Tide, love the show. Are the owners wearing their uh, classic jerseys whenever they play the Flames this year from Louisville Slugger? Not sure. I like the look. I know a lot of people didn't like the logo, but I like the look a lot. Low Tide, we need battle-tested veterans who can score in the bottom six. Corey Perry type. Clem Kostin was a big loss. Heavy hockey in the bottom six key. Well, Warren Fogle was supposed to be doing that role, but Connor Brown struggled. I think Connor Brown will go back up. Hey Al if the rest of the team embraces Canes what's anyone here going to do about it they will be a force to reckon with from Dave Blatton I thought he played I thought I was impressed with Darnell Nurse's physicality too I know he got a penalty for punching a guy it is a penalty and he did it twice but I liked his physical play and I liked his his effort he worked very hard last night Darnell Nurse has had a good year I know that that's like sacrilege to say it out loud but darnell nurse has had a good year i'll say it again do we have war by edwin Starr? war huh. what is it good for absolutely nothing say it again do we have that one
1: give me a second here i'm gonna find it i'm gonna find out if we do or not
0: yeah Darnell Nurse has a goal share of 46%, but an expected goal share of 56%. The regression should send him well over 50%. Do we have it? Oh, we do. Nice. They weren't going to leave a song that good out of the library. Can we also. play it after the break? Could yeah, of course that? we can. Could we do that?
1: I would one teed up, but if you want to go that direction, that's well, fine. Well, I
0: would like to, and then maybe you could play right. the other one, you know. Unless you know Mrs. Andrews wouldn't like it, then we probably would not play that one. That well, I can't heard. even
1: talk about Miss Andrews anymore because it just it spirals into me hating my parents, which is patently untrue. So I am not touching it ever you, again.
0: you seem a little sensitive uh, about this issue. Yeah, they
1: got, I, it got, everyone got it to me. Well, I am sorry to hear. But that. we're here to talk hockey now, so I am going to drop it. Mike's I, about to
0: go off. As you know, we're we're dedicated to not bringing up things that embarrass you on this show. <laughs> Jason Gregor is on the way next. This is the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports fourteen forty. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Hanging around until 2 o'clock today. Driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Say hi to Mary or Doug or everybody. Great place to shop by and they got great coffee there too. We're joined now by Jason Greger. Jason Greger Show. Uh, Takeaways from the classic that that you noticed, that you were impressed by, or details that you'd like to see cleaned up.
2: Uh, a few things. Well, first of all, I thought it was guaranteed lost night for the Flames. Uh, no respecting a person who wears uh, overalls uh, goes shirtless. <laughs> so I thought that was, uh, that was a mistake on their part before the game even started. Um, I thought it was picturesque. I, I sat in the crowd with, uh, with my son Beckett last night and, uh, it was great. Uh, you know, people in our section, there was lots of Flames fans, older fans, and everybody was well behaved. It was fun. The Good. The, uh, the intermission. Well, we stayed in our seats for the second intermission because we want to watch Nickelback, but the first intermission was, was jammed like a sardines in there. So I'm always kind of like, like, is this how it was every game in the '80s? Like, I recall going to some Elks games when they had fifty thousand fans every game, and I don't recall that. But maybe you just forget. No, so, I, 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 do, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I
0: remember there was always a lineup of the ladies' washrooms, but other than that, it was fine.
2: Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, like. What's changed? So I, I don't know, like, what's happened. Cause if it's 50,000, it's 50,000. Like, does that extra 5,000 magically make it that hard? Like, I think there's less concession areas that might be part of it, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Maybe, you know. maybe, maybe there's, cause there seemed to have to be something. Cause I just don't ever remember being that crazy, but you know, whatever. That's, that kind of adds to the experience uh, a little bit. I thought Edmonton. You know what? Uh, full marks for the victory. They dominated. Evander Kane, like, who picks the three stars? That's what really I left with Al. How the hell is Evander Kane not the first star of the yeah, game? He was the first. Like, star what of are the you game. watching that you don't give Evander Kane one of the three well, stars? Never mind the first star. I I, I thought Skinner and Drysaddle were great, but Kane was the star of the oh, game. Oh, yeah. by far, he had six shots. He had like, and he had some malicious hits. Yeah. Right. Like, I know he got the boarding penalty, but I don't care. You, you know, a borderline call like that well, on a guy who's physical, I'll take a physical penalty. Thousand times over a lazy tripping or hooking call, but uh, Kane, you know what? The last three games, he's been their best forward. I I don't think there's much debate on that. He's been engaged. You know what? Ever since he said, "Hey, you know what? I didn't play the three minutes. Didn't like it, and that's fine." But that's what you do. You show up and you play well. And you know, Evan Bouchard, I think his last two games he's been a lot better. Uh, you know, since he, he got kind of demoted. And I know that Broberg started on the second pair. He didn't play in the second pair out. No, and no. um right now he's their number seven defenseman. There's no doubt in my mind. Deharnay's been better. He's been more consistent. And I'm not talking about the goal. I'm just talking about overall play yep. Yep. uh for them. But you know, that Kane, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins line, specifically Kane and Hyman, they were the two best forwards, I thought. And that's a good sign for Edmonton that you win a game where you don't have to rely on McDavid and Drysaddle. They're not the guys driving the bus. They can't drive the bus every night uh, to win. And, you know, Edmonton went through 40 minutes, Al, from sports logic. Calgary had zero slot shots. They had zero scoring chances off the cycle. They had zero high danger chances. Like that's the best defensive effort uh, Edmonton gave. Like you know, they ended up with a total of seven in the game. That includes power play, right? Now I right. was just talking five on five in the first forty minutes. So, you know, I thought Edmonton was full marks for the victory. I thought they were the better team clearly mm-hmm. in that game. And, um, you know what they they didn't they didn't fold in the third period. They doubled the third period production now. So, yep. uh, you nice. know, it's nice. It's, and really, what as bad of a start as the orders had. There's only one way to go, mm-hmm. which is yeah. up for them. And, you know, that's a good start. I'm sure if you asked them with some true serum, they'd much rather be playing tomorrow than waiting now uh, a few days. But when they face Dallas, that'll be Dallas's third game in four nights, second half of a back-to-back, and it'll be the order's first game in four days. There's zero chance, or sorry, chance, there's zero reason they should lose Thursday. I,
0: I liked, just to linger a moment on the game and then to move on, I liked, I know he got a penalty for it, and I know they scored on it, but I liked the physicality of Darnell Nurse. He's playing well, he's physical, and when he's doing that, he's filth. He punched a guy twice, got a penalty, but he gets his money's worth, and I like that him. About
2: him. You know what? It's a good. Him and Cody Cece have been excellent. Actually, if, if you look at their defensive numbers this year, and compare it uh, across the league mm-hmm. to, to all the other guys, when you look at shots for, shots against, goals for, goals against, now the goals against obviously is a little bit high, but they're not scoring anything, and that's not really on the D men. Yes. like if you look at the orders, even strength scoring from defensemen, they have almost as many goals as assists. And assists normally come from you move the puck up and the forwards make something happen. And, you know, Edmonton's Edmonton last night was good because their first three goals were all well all their goals were five on five until the empty netter. So that was a good sign for them. But they they need to get going a little bit here offensively. Five on five as well. I agree. Um, The 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 game itself.
0: Uh, You know, I I read an article that it was not publicized like a a lot of the American outdoor games are. But in Canada, I think that obviously the crowd was really good. Visually, it was highly appealing. I liked both uniforms. They looked good on the ice. I thought the ice was good. Uh, I've seen a lot of games that have been kind of terrible outdoor games.
2: I thought this was a good one. I think Edmonton was well represented. Well, the ice was in fantastic shape. Like It was ideal conditions, really, for an outdoor game. Um, from a fan base perspective, you weren't freezing like you were 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? You, you know, maybe, you know, you were, if you dress smart, you wear long johns and you have some gloves and, and a toque and, you know, maybe you wear a little bit thicker layer pants. I saw some people with kids who had snow pants on, no problem. It better be warm than cold, the way yes. I look at it. But it wasn't uncomfortable cold. Like even my son, because, you know what, he's nine years old, he's almost 10, so he's, oh, I don't need this. And I said, you're going to wear long underwear. And I wanted him to, to wear a thicker pair of pants over top. He's like, no. And I said, fine. But don't complain. Yeah. So sure enough, when he got home, right, uh, he tells his mom, Yeah, everything is great, but I probably should listen to Dad and War. And I'm like, sometimes you gotta learn, like no. in her dad voice, I'm like, hey, you know what? You just gotta learn somehow. No. And but that temperature allowed the ice to be really fast. It was pretty smooth. Now I also noticed though they took a lot of care, like the second intermission was extended because of Nickelback, but also so the little mini Zambonis, which is hilarious. They have the mini Zambonis. They come out, they'd clean the ice once. Then they left, they dumped their snow. Meanwhile, they have some guys with backpacks on, Alan. They're over and they're filling in any little extra crevices. Yeah. And then the mini Zambonis came out again while Nickelback was singing and they and they flooded a second time. So obviously they they've learned this. This is all their kind of machine that they bring it to any outdoor game now right they bring all this stuff uh, as a league and overall i don't think there's much to complain about it it looked great now i didn't see it on tv but i'm guessing it looked good it, it looked fantastic in person my only thing that i was surprised by was the f- the the flyover was actually very quiet in yeah. person no. Normally it's way loud. I was like, no, these are like stealth bombers. I can barely hear them, right? Yeah. Like, so that part. Usually they come over and you hear that. Yeah, you do. It's. You didn't really cool. hear it. Like, you yeah. didn't really hear it yesterday. I uh, I've always wondered. I, for
0: me, one of the things that frustrates me about Canada is that that there's not a like Americans. They own pride really well. They're proud of everything that is in America. And I never understood why people like dis Nickelback. They're wildly know. <laughs> people love their music. Everybody, you know, everybody goes. I don't know any of this songs and then they're singing along to them, ah. it, it doesn't make it like it just, you know, enjoy Nickelback. Be proud of them. It doesn't
2: cost you anything. Yeah, I, I think it's a small percentage of people who are like, oh, I don't like them. They can't really give you a reason why they don't like them. I don't expect Hey, you know what? If everybody likes your band, like some people didn't like the Beatles, right? Like there's always someone who isn't going to like every band and that's fine. But you know what? The, they sounded great. I'll say this. Like, you know, there's certain people when they sing live, you're like, yeah. But, uh, I thought they sounded great live. Obviously, they played three of their biggest songs. You only got a three song set. You're not going to bring out some new song that no one's heard. That wouldn't be ideal, right? And no. so they encouraged the crowd to sing along and they sang along to some of the songs. And so to me, it was, it was fine. I had, uh, I had no issues, no complaints, uh, with anything. Obviously, there was, you know, it was pretty crowded at an intermission. I know that, um, there was a big lineup, Al. I think it was on, I was in my seats, but I was talking to Frank about it. And so when they left to go to their seats, they went on the, uh, so they were on the East side going to the West side on the South side of the stadium. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a merchandise place on the corner and the amount of people in line for that combined with people trying to get across, it was like a standstill. So somebody didn't, Think far enough ahead to say, "Hey, maybe we don't put this merchandise thing right here because it's going to block the walkway." So, you know, there was people chanting, "Let us through," because they're you know no. some people just got to their seats in time for the anthem. And you know, like I made, I made the mistake two years ago when uh, Canada played at Commonwealth, and I didn't get there early enough, and I barely got in in time. So I was literally. The doors open at three. We were there at three o'clock. Yeah, walked right in. You know, my son wanted to see the ice. We went and saw the ice. Then we walked around the whole facility for a bit, and then we got in our seats at four fifteen. And I was like, "This is perfect." It wasn't that bad, but there was obviously a lot of people that come at like three thirty, four o'clock, and now you're waiting in line. Um,
0: I like Commonwealth Stadium. I sometimes put it down, and because you know the game and the the Elks play, and there's a lot of empty seats. But it's a valuable piece of the community, and I know that it's going to be around a long time because you're not going to get rid of it. But there are times, and not maybe not even once a year, it looked good. It was. It was I'm not saying it's a jewel, but it is a highly functional and effective stadium. Well, considering it's basically 50 years old, yeah,
2: right. Like it was. Well, it's. It's held up quite well over time, you know, the renovations. I like like I still to me on the, the north side. I've talked about this for a long time. I would have renovated the north and so people can walk around behind that bar and there's a walkway. It would be less right. clutter. That's something that you know, I would have put in if I was the you know, the King Pooh Bah to decide something like that. But but overall I think it's uh it's fine. You know, the orders needed the win, there's no question about that. That was you know, Vincent DeHarnay talked about it afterwards. Like you you see the excitement when he scored now yeah. he thought it was Kane, yeah. right? So but you could just see like they needed a win. They were deserving of the win. It's not like they backed into it or anything like that. They didn't have to rely on their goalie to stand on his head. Right. And they didn't give up 42 shots and their only other win of the season or 43, I guess it was against Nashville. So it's a good sign. Like Edmonton, I was one who was like, Hey, they're not this bad. They're not suddenly terrible. Uh, They had been playing bad and that's, you can have two things. The orders no. can be a, a good team who's playing poorly, and that's what they were. They got some individuals who are in the A. Hey, obviously, they, you know what, they're going to need some guys here to get going offensively in their bottom six. There's no question. I, I thought Brown played better. I know there's lots to talk about. Put him on waivers for. I'm like, no. that's not happening. Like, sorry. Also,
0: it was an astute move when he made it. the The risk was there. You can't get a 775 k. Quality of brown player, unless you're willing to give up, uh, you know, quite a bit, and it's next year's cap. You can afford to do that because you're trying to win Stanley.
2: That's very true. Um, I still thought at the time, like like three twenty five in bonuses, I was like, geez, two twenty five. I thought it'd be all right. Like the guy didn't play for a year, and he's a guaranteed four million dollar player because the bonuses are ten games. Like, come on, yeah. he was going to get them. So, um, I, you know what? The interesting thing for me will be, let's say, in a few weeks. Because I noticed McLeod's minutes were down last night, Mm -hmm. right? He hasn't done very much, right? Um, You know, the second line played more, as they should. So I look at Fogel's on a heater right now, so you keep him there. But let's say, Allen, two weeks. Because I know there's people talking about it. And, hey, I saw his game. Raphael Lavoie was a hell of a game in the minors. But here's the thing. I'm not calling Raphael Lavoie after five games. Because if he comes up here, he's probably going to play in your fourth line. I'm not playing him on my fourth line. I don't think it benefits them all. I'd rather keep him in the minors, have him just gain his confidence. This guy's so cocky. He's fighting now. He's scoring goals. He's passing. He's doing everything. And if you come here at the end of the you know middle of November and say, you know what? Now Warren Fogle's back to where we think he is. He's a third-line guy. Then I can play. I can call Levo up and say, you know what? I don't have a problem putting him in an offensive situation. and He can be the right wing. On the top line. Why not? Why mm-hmm. can't he be? Like I'd rather see him there than say start in the fourth line. Because that's to me, it makes no sense. Ernie played three minutes last night. I don't want Lavoie playing three minutes. Right or or eight minutes, like Derek Ryan, who kills penalties by the way and takes a lot of key face offs, which Lavois not gonna do. So to me, I look at this if the if the Holloway Brown guys don't get going. And you move Fogle down, then you could put Lavoie up. I could see that happening. But if you recall Lavoie right now, I don't see them recalling him and bumping Holloway or Brown to the fourth line.
0: Do you? Are you concerned at all that Leon played 25 minutes,
2: 23-and-a-half for McDavid, and 22-and-a-half for Nuge? No, because it's one game in a week. And I really believe that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Right, like They played Thursday. right? McDavid didn't play. So McDavid's playing one game. Uh they don't play again until Thursday, no, I'm not. I'm not I am not. think that showed, Al, that, hey, they wanted to win. This was kind of coached a little bit like a playoff game, and you could get away with it because you have today off. They practice Tuesday. They'll practice Wednesday, kind of. right. right? They probably won't skate on the morning of Thursday, and then fatigue won't be a factor. So I, I think you can do that strategically a few games a year, and that was one I think you could do. It. Do you think Stuart Skinner will start most of the next, say, 10 games? It's really good question. Now, Jack Campbell's a former Dallas star. Mm-hmm. Ha- will not have played in like ten games. I could potentially and it's Dallas's third game in four nights, yeah. second half of a back to back. I could see them going with Campbell and then you go Skinner against Nashville. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Because I you you don't just wanna have Campbell go three weeks and not playing. So I would I, I know it's crazy because they own Nashville, but I might argue that the Dallas game, being a team that that's we started with. And it's the third game in four nights, in the second half of back to back. I think that may be the best time to start him. Interesting.
0: What about you? I I didn't think of that angle. I thought they'd start Skinner, but I you know the the three and four nights in the back to back. It, it, and, you know, Campbell has not been great, but he's had moments, and you mm-hmm. you need to play him. Like, he's got to—if yeah. you're going to win anything, he's got to be part of the rotation. And then
2: the other side of it, they'll say, well, Gregor, Campbell was great against Nashville, just same for Saturday. And that makes perfect sense, too. So I don't really think there's an obvious wrong one. Like, if the goalies play decent, Alec, I'll say this. If the Oilers defensively play like they did on Thursday, I don't think it's really going to matter who the goalie is. No. Because you're, if you don't give up that many quality chances, your goalie just has to be okay. Right, like Stuart Skinner wasn't challenged a lot in that game, which is fine, right? He needs a few of those games. He was excellent against the Rangers when it was a shooting gallery. But uh, I thought yesterday, the goalie, he did his job. He didn't have to be out of this world. Yeah. And the orders will need a few more games like that where they don't have to rely on him. Final area and then I'll, I want to know what's coming up on the show. Uh, Adam Johnson passes away. I know you
0: had mentioned on Twitter, I believe, about you talking to Frank Saravalli about yeah, the It's the not neck.
2: mandatory. and I Because yeah. we were just talking about it. I'm like, you know, obviously it's awful what happened. And, and he's like, you know what? It's not mandatory. for. Like I said, well, it's not mandatory in the NHL. He goes, no, in the U.S. I'm like, and, and his son Christian was there with my son Beckett. They're both nine. And I'm like. What do you mean? Nine-year-olds don't wear neck guards? He goes. He goes like his son does. He thinks he's the only one on the team. Like it's not. It's recommended. It's not mandatory. I think this will be something that changes it for sure for minor hockey. Now I know TJ Oshie has. I don't know if you've seen it, Al, but TJ Oshie has a a new thing that comes out. It's basically like an under. Um Garment That has It's like a turtleneck Okay Right For for your undergarment And it has it Now I know that some people have them But then You know you get the kids And they fold it under Because it's not covering as much And so you know The officials might have to go over When the game starts Be like hey You know what You have this Like don't no. fold it over Make it more Now no, we'll We can ha- do a two minute penalty People love that Yeah well you can make Well it is illegal equipment Right like yeah. I know in minor hockey If a kid in Canada Is not wearing a neck protector He can't play Yeah Right But Now people will say, should they do it in the NHL? I can see the argument to say yes, put it in. I can also see the argument says, okay, how many hundreds of years have we played in in, other than Clint Malarchuk, who was a goalie? Yes, like, and I even watched that play again for Adam Johnson, and and it's so awful. It is, but. It's so freakish, Al. Like, for a guy to get hit, and as he's hit, he suddenly goes horizontal in the air, and his skate comes around and catches a guy. Like, it wasn't like he was on the ice. No. I would just think if that was ever going to happen, it was kind of like Evander Kane. No, I, I know what you mean. It is a freak play. Yeah, but with the advancements in technology now... You can say, why would I take the chance if it's not that, com-? like, if you can make it comfortable enough where the players don't feel like it's a big deal? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what TJ oshi he played in the league. I think he probably understands it somewhat. And there's other companies that do it that, you know, and I, I could see a few more guys doing it because it just makes you say, hmm, yeah, it's a super, super, super freak thing, but do I want it? Some will say, you know what? I'll take the risk. It's like fighting. Yeah. Some guys drop the gloves knowing I might break my hand. It's very rare. But I'm going to take the chance. What's coming up on the show? We will have uh, Terry Ryan uh, stops by today. We're also going to hear from uh, um, uh, Andy Petrillo. Of course, uh, uh, kind of like a dynasty in Canadian soccer in Hamilton yeah. uh, right now. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Also, the the messy factor in uh, MLS. And you know what does that mean to the Canadian clubs mo- moving forward? Uh, we'll also look at the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Al who now they're not t- it's three and five. Right. They're not awful. But with all the changes they made, they were hoping they'd be better. And it's funny. Their bottom six couldn't score last year, so they revamped their whole bottom six and it still can't score. Yeah. And they brought in guys who had scored. Like, it's it's funny. When you have bottom – it's like in Edmonton. You say, okay, these guys get 10 goals a year. The, the thing that Edmonton's bottom six did last year was, okay – Hawson would get hot for three or four games, and he'd mm-hmm. score three in, in ten games and then Derek Ryan would score three in ten games and the, and so it never looked like you're but right now all the bottom six guys are because they're all they 're all streaky scores right no. like that 's basically what it is, mm-hmm. but the problem is. They're all slumping right now. And so it makes it look worse than it is. And there, there's no easy fix. Like, and no offense to Raphael Laval, but if Raphael Laval came up and played well, he'd still only be one guy. He's mm-hmm. not suddenly going to give McLeod the, the willingness to shoot the puck, no. right? He's not going to say, Hey, Connor Brown, I'm here now. So can you start? Oh, geez. Raf's here. I'm going to start scoring, right? Like mm-hmm. it would help for him taking a place of one guy, maybe, but it's not suddenly going to inject offense to all the other five. So it is. It's it's a terrible start for that group Al, and you have to th- like it's donuts across the board. Like it the, is. you know, you got two donut lines. <laughs> it's not good, but I don't think it'll last just because the odds will tell us eventually somebody's going to score. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Look forward
0: to the show. Al, have a good one, Jason. Gregor on the way at two o'clock. We will take a break. This is the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports fourteen forty. The flames in their coveralls looked like they were auditioning uh, for a sequel to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou. <laughs> I thought they reminded me of the Men of the Deep who sang with Rita McNeil and the Working Man song. The whole bunch did, Edmonton too. If Benny plays like that every game, we're laughing. He had in a hell of a game yesterday. Well, he's still finding his way. He's a young player. I know he's 27 or 28 now, but he's still in the, the uh, formative years of his NHL career. He's learning, and he's got great length. You can't pass him. If he's got position on you, I know he's not fast, but he's, he has such length that you can't get by him. Gregor, could we realistically get 89 a recall from Stu? And then he asks me to, which I appreciate. I'm on the second line, but that's okay. Um, I I think he could get recalled. I, I believe that. I don't think it's a guarantee. He's not our center anymore, um, but he could. Can Peterson do more than Ernie from Dirk? I think he can, but he's a different kind of player. The Oilers have Ernie on the roster for a specific reason. He's a hitter. He's physical. He grinds you. He can win battles. That's what they want there. Peterson's a right-handed center, and if he was a penalty killer, I think he'd be here, but he's more of a skill guy, more of a power play guy. Please remember it was Calgary. They were awful. Yes, yes. That's what I said earlier. I said, look, enjoy this, but don't completely trust it. You've got to see it against Dallas. And then Gregor made a great point about 3-4 and and back-to-back. The huge lines were ridiculous. Lack of prep by the league or Commonwealth. Whatever it was, terrible. Cost the game revenue. I just got turned off to try to buy food. I don't know what it would take for me to get so turned off I would not buy food. Starvation. You know, like being unable to get there. Lack of funds. The reason people don't like Nickelback is the amount of Canadian radio stations that overplayed them through the years. Well, that's the CanCon rule. Yeah, I know that um, when I was young, Ann Murray, Gordon Lightfoot, other, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, they had album sales and 45 single sales hurt because of that. They just got played so much. You didn't have to buy Old Man by Neil Young because it was on the radio the whole time. Chad Kruger stole beer from me and my friends at the first stage 13. He can go to hell from the Ulsterman, That sounds not like him. Maybe he asked for one and you didn't hear it. That could have happened. That's not smart of nurse. I like the one shot. Get away with it. Carry on. Don't take that penalty. Was yelling at Nooch to let go of the guy. Lazy penalty. The ref gave him plenty of time to come to his senses. He seemed mad about that. Leon too. I thought Leon was a penalty too. Low tide. The problem with the Commonwealth Stadium is one level of concourse for fifty-five thousand fans. They need another level. Okay. A Little late now, but yeah. I remember we were. We, I remember going there in the early '80s and uh, going with with my wife and other, I think my mom and some other, and they were just, they came back like midway through the third quarter and they were mad as hell about the lineups of the bathroom. And that was an issue forever. Women's bathrooms, there's not enough of them. It is, it was always crazy when the stadium was full, literally why I chose not to attend, not an all friendly venue for those with anxiety issues. Yeah. I don't think when they built it, they were thinking about anxiety issues. I'll be honest with you. Well, his fans are larger than Elks fans. Well, that's not fair. Jeez, it's Declan's already insulted his family and most of the Western world. We don't need to add to it. Declan's taken care of the insults today. He's got that covered. Do you think Woodcroft likes running 11.7 more than 12.6? Just wondering where Broberg fits in this lineup, Coach Mike. Well, it, I think if the fourth line was playing where the Tinkers' Dam, it would be a tough decision. I find Skinner's game to be a calming influence back there. I hope they play the wheels off of him for a while. I think they'll play him a lot. Even though the Oilers were pl- ho- leading and holding their own against the Flames, I still felt uneasy, possibly waiting for an oil meltdown. They won, but can they do it again from Vic? Well, that's the that's the role of the fan, right? Like the because you're a fan, you you know, impending doom is everywhere, and you know, if you're an oiler fan, that would be mostly right since two thousand six, seven, you know, two thousand seven. I guess the oh six oh seven season. Is there any better than Malone? I I don't know. I, that's a great question because Malone also is a physical player. It's a great question. I don't have your answer. Be interesting to, you know, find out what hockey people think of the answer to that. Any lineup is enough for me to look elsewhere for sustenance. I don't care how good the food is. Yeah, I get that, but I like what I like. I think as you get older, you you just you. Um, one of the things you do, and this is nasty, but it's true, you, you sort of migrate to restaurants that are a little more expensive, you know, so that people like Declan can't afford to go.
1: Uh, no, not unless I go with you.
0: Well, like that's ever going to happen. Yeah, well, exactly. So All <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. restaurants that I go to, I would like to have a moat and a giant and some kind of spear guy so that if you tried to get in, there'd be trouble.
1: You just want to go to the Renaissance Fair, is what I hear. <laughs> Which looks pretty cool every time I've seen it in the movie, so I'm with you.
0: Nickelback is horrible. Every song on their second album sounds the same. Zero creativity. Ladies and gentlemen, Motown. Motown, everything is, the in In fact, even the musicians are all the same. But it's great music. The Four Tops released a song called I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. And as it was rising up to number one, they said to Holland Dozier Holland, I believe, it was, they said, write another song just like that. And they wrote a song called It's the Same Old Song. And it is exactly like Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Who cares? It's a great song. We get to hear it again. Who died and made you Rolling Stone music editor? Greel Marcus. <laughs> I'd love to earn that all that money for being king lazy and non-creative. Is he talking about us? It well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> I, maybe Nickelback. I think more us than Nickelback.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably a little fifty-five, forty-five. We'll say.
0: Since I'm not allowed to possess my anxiety medication in the property, they're still not considering those with anxiety issues. There's a lot of mad people there, uh, from what I read. Um. Homeschooled kids are weird. (laughs) Could we stop with the the angry and and kind of pointed, meany, nasty text tweets and producers saying things? When I was in grade 8, you had to take all the electives, and I was goofing off in sewing class. So the teacher phoned my mom at work in the middle of a 12-hour shift as a nurse. My mom said, So you phoned me at work to tell me my 13-year-old son isn't interested in sewing. She hung up. Yeah, people were after you about your little segment today. I didn't mean for that to happen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for you to be... Uh, inundated and harangued by that. No, I mean, I did it to myself with, uh, with my choice of words. I led you up to it, though. I sort of pushed you off the off the swings
1: Yeah, you didn't put words in my mouth. I said what I said. I tried to backtrack. I tried to, you know, well, be as legitimate about it as possible. You're in
0: media, so backtracking is like, you know, yep. second nature to us. So
1: not bad like I not backtrack. I just wanted to uh explain better.
0: Right. It became think. sort of wishy washy, mealy mouth. I did. Yeah. I did.
1: I would yeah, I would take that that's if I could. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, and also you—that could—that could have been the uh, the Mama MMA segment, but instead I buried my own grave. Wait a minute, we didn't do the Mama. You you, you nah, didn't uh, you didn't remind me of that. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, there's listen. The Oilers played yesterday. They won against the Flames. There's a lot to talk about. We you can don't get. Don't understand. That
0: we promised that to people. Ah, we can get
1: to that segment anytime. The Oilers don't win the Heritage Classic every day. I can talk about uh, MMA anytime uh, I
0: want. We have to be consistent with this. There are people who are. Did you remember this and not tell me? Um, a little bit, yeah. But okay. I knew. Listen, I knew I, there I were. I rarely bigger get, fish. Mad you, I'm get mad at you. I am going to get mad at you, Declan. There, you have two segments now: Monday <laughs> MMA and declinations. If I am too stupid to remember, no, 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 then you have to remember. See, it's important.
1: I thought I was doing this for the good of the show because Hockey Mad Market, you were rolling, and I didn't want to interrupt that flow. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it a different day.
0: I, I am not pleased about this, and I am going to insist on a four hour meeting right after the show. Oof, okay. So, well, got to do it. We seemingly can't let Lavoie make a single mistake in the NHL, but can wait forty games for Connor Brown to look useful. From tweeter thoughts, it's always been like that. Veteran coaches like veterans; they make fewer mistakes. Same as it ever was. That's not a. That's never going to change. Order app is awesome at Riverhawks games. Concession food delivered to your seat. That's what I want. I want that at my house. I'm not going to get it at my house, but it would be nice. All right, so I guess we're done? Yeah, it's
1: probably about time to wrap it up for the day.
0: Well, I really enjoyed this, Declan. I'm sorry that I got you in trouble. Alone. Oh,
1: I had an awful day.
0: You know, I, 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 I don't, like, I do mean to do it, but I don't like it when it gets to be that loud. So I, um, I give you my honest apology. And I promise it won't happen until tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, well, I got. I got. What do I got? I have, I have 22 hours to uh, <laughs> to live my life. It is time for a sports update.